cowboy boots, they're just magic. They're magic. Walking around Nashville in a nice pair of boots is a whole vibe. A pair of jeans and my white Tacobas. Tacobas believes in Western for all. They've carried forward all of the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. So when you walk into a Tacova store, you're going to be greeted like family. If you can't make it to a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west as a special opportunity for my listeners. Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. So just use code VINE at checkout. That's V-I-N-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast. There are always new styles and looks. And again, for a limited time, just enter code VINE at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. Only at Tacovas.com. Do you see the deals on these brands? Of course you can't. This is a podcast. But when you go to Ross this spring, you'll see brands you know at prices you love. We're talking all the shoes, hues, and oohs at 20 to 60% off department store prices. Go see the savings at Ross. This episode of Off the Vine is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. Go to pareyewear.com slash vine for 15% off your first purchase. And Progressive. Quote at progressive.com to join the over 27 million drivers who trust Progressive. Welcome to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Get ready to laugh, connect, and feel empowered with Caitlin and her guests as they sip wine, lots of wine, and get candid. They say vulnerability creates connection. So save the highlight reel for Instagram because when we're among vinos, there's no filter. It's time to unwind. Here's your host, Caitlin Bristow. Welcome to Off the Vine. I'm your host, Caitlin Bristow. Now, I feel like this guy doesn't need an intro because as soon as I posted that he was coming on to the pod, y'all blew me up, okay? Zero chill. I love it. Peter Krause is here with me today. And don't you worry, Vinos, I get the answers to all your burning questions. Has he been asked to be The Bachelor? Would he be The Bachelor now? Is he single? What really happened with him and Rachel? Will he date you? (laughs) Well, actually, I can't answer that. Well, I kind of do actually in there. But we do talk about his dating life. I find out what he's looking for in a partner. And let's just get right into it because you're going to enjoy this full conversation with Peter Krause. (laughs) Well, hello there. I'm going to you're the one that has to be fun today. I'm sick. This sucks. Oh, no. Why are you sick? I think I just like run myself down. It's my favorite thing to do to just like overwork myself and take things a little too far and then be like, why am I sick? Why am I so tired? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, what I we do. do. the same thing. So I get that. <laughs> yeah. But we're just so. little go-getters. Yeah. Wait, how else are you going to make things happen? No one's going to do it for you. So what have you been up to? Because uh, I see you like Latin dancing in ballrooms, competing. What is going on? Are you training for something? Is this for fun? Is it for charity? What is it? Uh, so my focus, first and foremost, is my my gyms. And yes. every once in a while, if someone reaches out and asks me to do something, I'll just say yes. So this was uh, a local organization reached out and asked if I would do a dance competition. And I've always wanted to take dance lessons. And I didn't realize it was going to be the commitment that it was. It was like eight or nine weeks of regular training. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just for a, a charity event. That was on Friday night. It's called uh, the Rainbow Project, which is basically helping like underprivileged and traumatized or like at-risk youth in the area and helping them get help. Wow. So, oh, yeah, I love awesome. that. You danced for a cause. You've always wanted to dance and then you got to do it for a cause. You said it was a lot of work. You did like how many weeks? Uh, I think we did it for like eight or nine weeks, but Holy. my partner lives in Chicago. And so I would either go down there for the weekend or she'd come up here for the weekend. So it was like all Saturday night, all Sunday morning. And then I had to get ready for work all Sunday. So it was like my summer just disappeared into going into this dance competition. Oh, yeah, that's a big commitment. And I know how hard that is to learn those dances. But it's hard to learn any sort of dance, number one. But I grew up dancing. I thought going into like ballroom dance, I would at least pick it up. But it's actually really challenging. Did you enjoy doing it? Did you feel like you fulfilled your dream of learning how to dance? Well, what's interesting is when you learn a routine, you learn the routine. You don't necessarily learn how to dance. Oh, fair. So 
because we had such like a crunch schedule and it was such a complicated routine. She, she made, first of all, my partner, Serena is like a professional dancer. She's been associated with dancing with the stars. She's very oh, good. And wait, Serena, Serena. Yeah. You may have met her somewhere long. I don't know. Well, I used to watch the show religiously. Oh, so oh, there you go. That sounds familiar. Okay, cool. Well, so, so she created a complicated routine because she knew that I apparently had like the skill set. is what she said. So, Amazing. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. All right. Well, <laughs> but, you obviously did if you could pull it off. Yeah. Well, barely. But uh, were you so nervous when you went out there? Oh, my God. Terrified. <laughs> well, I love that you took the time to come on my podcast because I know it's been so many years since you've been on the show. But you know how there's people out there that just stay with you from a franchise or like, for example, I will still never forget this woman named Allison who was on like season two of Big Brother when I was like 13 years old. And I used to try and reach out to her as a fan. Like people just stick with you and you make an impact. And you obviously did on so many people. And Bachelor Nation just still roots for you, which I think is so cool because it's been so long. And they still like when I said you're coming on the podcast, my Instagram question box was just flooded with questions. Um, a lot of them w- were, um, will you date me? So um, if if you want, I've and got a lot of... yes, of course. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you sound like a yes man. You're like... I, I have trouble saying no. It's true. Yeah, there you go. So maybe you will uh, have your own little season of The Bachelor just on your own. There we go. We'll just do it <laughs> off like, yeah, we'll do yeah. it on Hulu. I, yeah, we'll do it on Hulu <laughs> and we'll call it something different. And there won't be roses. There will be yeah. dance shoes. Ooh. Yeah. This could be a thing. Peedler. Peedler? The Peedler. Oh, that doesn't sound good. That does Sounds not like sound I, very no. nice. No. Nope. Wait. Um, <laughs> doesn't have this important to it. The Krausler. Is that better? That's not bad. It sounds like a Chrysler. I like that. Yeah. Like I, a Chrysler. We had a Chrysler 300 at one point. <laughs> there you go. See, so I I was I was laughing just how many girls said that they wanted to date you. But when you said that you were surprised that your name is still being thrown around out there. Now, I said it yeah. the other day on the podcast, and that's how this all came to be. I said you for Bachelor. And I also said Sean Booth. <laughs> and I also said someone else. Now I'm th- saying Avon. But I still people still say you for Bachelor. Like, I hear it a lot. It's not just me saying that. So why are you surprised that people still throw your name around out there just because it's been so long? I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the main thing that I see is for just as much positivity that I see thrown out there, I see just as much negativity thrown out there about me being in a position. Do you really? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know it from your own social media. What you get in hate, no one will ever see but you. That's true. So the, the hate is always in a very, like, hidden way or maybe it just hits harder and so we don't realize that it's as minimal as it actually is. Right. But every time someone would say something good right underneath it, there'd be something doubly negative. Like the, the angry people are always just that much more angry than the positive people, I feel like. Yes. And the angry people are, I always say, are louder. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah. So when I see that, it's just like, yeah, I don't think people like me. No, <laughs> or LS, or whatever it is. LSLP, ladies still love Peter. Oh, I. Uh, wow. Did you just make that up? I really did. And I thought I was going to fumble over it because I was like, is this going to make sense? LSLP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Um, That's why I have a job. Uh, Okay, wait, I didn't understand. I didn't even know you still got negativity. Why are people like, for example, when people hate on me, it's wow, her face looks so damaged. She's gotten too much Botox filler. She looks ugly. She's getting old. I wish she would stop being on my TV screen. Like, Yada yada, wow. eat a cheeseburger. Yeah, I've you heard really it all. These. Those are I've... very specific. Oh god, <laughs> I've heard it all. But what would people hate on you for? Still from the season? Please tell my me. My character. Now. That's always my character. Which is funny because it's like the one thing I've always tried to have uh, the most control over. I guess or like the most focus on. Like I, I tried to be a good human being, and so yeah. to hear people say, you know, he's a narcissist or he's gotten he's racist a lot like jesus people some of these things people say yeah like during the pandemic some of the things that people were saying about me while my business was struggling it's like guys i like i don't need this right now it was it was heavy oh my gosh there's just always something out there about me as a person that i guess there's nothing else to attack i don't know yeah but so does it stem from your time on the show or is oh, yeah. it, yeah, still, oh, yeah. that's what it's Trendy all from. So. Yeah, wow. I definitely think so. Well, the only reason I have the following, I had, I had like 1,200 followers before I went on the show. 
Yeah. So to go upwards of four or 500,000 followers on social media, and that's where right. all the hate is. Like, there's no hate in my real life, in my normal life. Everybody I talk to, we're like best friends. Well, even them, if so. those haters saw you in real life, they'd probably be nice to you. That's the scary part. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. very interesting how social media works like that. But It is interesting. Now, you took a different approach than most Bachelor people when they come off the show. You know, a lot of people um, utilize their social media whether that be for business or for attention or in any way that they do, you know. Um, but you kind of you you kind of went back to was it Madison? Is that where you are? And I know Wisconsin, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Madison. Mm-hmm. You opened your gym, mm-hmm. or did you always have that gym? No, so I had a studio before, okay. and I did in home personal training. So like when I, you know, how the the questionnaire asks you, "What do you do?" I'm like a business owner because I didn't want to say I'm an in home personal training business owner with trainers underneath me. It's like right. That's, a little ridiculous. So I just had a business owner and uh, I opened up my gym in 2019, like my full gym. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you, did you ever have that urge to kind of chase that, you know, the social media world where you could, you know, grow your following and do a bunch of crazy things and go hang out with Bachelor Nation and do like what, what made you just decide to kind of just go step back into where you lived and go do what you love to do. Uh, I mean, I did a lot of fun stuff post show. Like, yeah. uh, I went to Vegas with Dean and Ben and, um, like Ashley and Becca and all these people from the show that were part of iHeart. So yeah. I, I got to experience some cool stuff. I got to do a bunch of things here in Wisconsin with like the Bucks and the Packers, a lot of things that I really wanted to do. Oh, that's cool. I got to do my national boot camp, So I, Started with boot camp here in Madison. It was like 450 people showed up. So I'm like, oh, this is a thing. People actually yeah. want to come to this. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try it in a different city. So I reached out to wedding venues all over the country and said, I will bring you know hundreds of young women to your space uh, in exchange for a free occupancy. And I was like, yeah, sure, do it. So I, I took advantage of the so you did okay popularity in some way, shape, form. Yeah, but I, I always wanted to do it in a way where I felt like I was benefiting people and not yeah. hurting anybody. And so. I also didn't, I didn't want to put myself out there more. Like it's risky being in the public eye like that. There's a lot of judgment and I don't know. Yeah. I just wanted to do my thing again, I guess. It is really risky. I will say that. I was going to ask you about this because this was probably the number one question that was asked in that box. And I'm sure you can imagine what it is, but people wanted to know, would you be the bachelor if they asked you? Well, so I I was asked originally. I figured. Yeah. The the answer for a long time was no, for many reasons. Uh, fear, I think, guided me a lot back then. After I saw the negative feedback from the show, not to be like all negative, because there's so much positive too, but yeah, I do have trouble avoiding the negative comments. Like I'm mm-hmm. such a perfectionist and so many of the things I do that I can control that that was out of my control. Mm-hmm. And now no matter what I did, there was going to be haters and it scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And it it just let itself into my life, I think, a little too much. So eventually we did get to a point in conversations with the producers where I said yes and was willing to do it. And we had come to some really good agreements and like what would work for me that still worked for them. And uh, they ended up picking Ari like the following week. Oh, (laughs) shoot. It was that close, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Uh, Yeah. I I feel weird like talking about it sometimes because I don't want to act like I'm in it for the attention, I guess. but. Like I was there for Paradise, Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Uh, They were doing the season finale and I was in the dressing room basically about behind it waiting to be announced. Shut up. Yeah, that was pretty wild. (laughs) And then what, wait, what was, so they, you were in the dressing room? Uh, Yeah, there was a trailer out back and I was sitting in the trailer and I was like talking to Carrie. He was getting my suit all ready to go and the contract still wasn't signed. So I was just sitting there waiting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm friends with all those producers. And so we had a good relationship and they're just like, you know, something's come up. Let's just put this on hold for a day or two and we'll announce you, uh, in a different way. And then I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Let's do that. And then we got back to my hotel room and Bennett asked me straight up, like, do you want to do this? I said, honestly, no, like this scares crap on me. I don't want to do this, but I think I would be stupid not to. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm all in. And then uh, Labor Day weekend happened, and the following week, they said, just like, go home and sit on it, think about it. And then on Tuesday or whatever it was, they announced Ari. 
And did they tell you they were announcing Ari? They, I, I got a message like right beforehand. Yeah, this is going to go a different direction. But that it's okay. Like I understand as a, I don't think they will realize how much money is behind these shows. Yeah. And how many people are behind that money too. Like there's so right. much going on in the background that at the end of the day, they have to protect themselves. It's just like me and my business. I protect my business first and foremost. Yeah. I try not to hurt anybody in the process and not that they were hurting anybody, but they understand that like, People are so quick to talk. The moment they would have given me that information, I could have taken it anywhere I wanted and ruined That's it true. for them. Right? That's true. They do always have a rhyme and reason for what they yeah. do. Like people drop their jobs and get rid of their apartment and, you know, go to be full in and then yeah. it, they can change directions. And that's always like, you know, that's part of the but business. That's the risk, right? That's the risk. Yeah. If you want to be a part of this show, like people always say uh, now, like, oh, he's famous, right? And I'm like, no, I don't think that that's the right term for being on that show. I think You're by going on reality TV, you are just yourself, right? Yeah. So you didn't really show like a certain, I had no skill set that allowed right. me to be on that show, right? No talents. So it was just, no, like I'm recognizable, right? And yeah. so I think you realize going onto a show like that, you're at the mercy of the show and the fans of the show and the producers of the show and all that. And that's, that's part of it. That's like, you know, there's gonna be some instant attention, potential fame and all that. And Mm -hmm. uh, you have to take certain things because of it. Yeah. There's so. people out there that can definitely like thrive in that environment. And, and then there are people that it could hurt. Do you think if you were to have been the bachelor over Ari, do you think because, because it does come with so much backlash and so much negativity, do you think you would have been able to like thrive afterwards and be like, okay, this is what I did. And if you found your person say like, would you, do you think you would have felt good about that? Or are you happy that that didn't happen? I think that's the biggest part of it is if I found my person. Yeah. That yeah. like that, that really does scare me about the show is if you don't find your person on that show, you're the bad guy. You're the villain. Potentially. Yeah. And it's like, there, there may be millions and billions of people uh, accessible to us now, but mm -hmm. just because there's 31 of them put in that place at the right time for you, doesn't mean they're the right person for you. So. Do you think they should change the format of the show where you don't have to get engaged at the end? I don't think you have to get engaged. Like no one ever said to me, like you have to get engaged. I think it's, it's, I think assumed. it's the expectations of yeah. the, the viewers, I guess. A hundred percent. That's, that's where most of that like negativity and uh, I guess like hate came from was the viewers. The producers never said like, yeah, you have to do this or you have to do that. Yeah. So like the things that we talked about that I wanted to be slightly different was more access to the the women in their daily lives. So yeah. I want to see when someone's not prepping for two or three hours to come out on a date and is yeah. putting on a certain show, potentially like, I don't know what they're like in reality, mm -hmm. as much as the show you know, tries to promote love and opportunity for love and all that. There is a very specific like setting that you're in, yeah. I guess. Right. It's not yeah. daily life. So I want to be able to like, just walk into the house and catch people off guard and be like, Hey, what's up? I'm Peter. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I never felt pressured from the, the production side of things. Like that had to be the case that you get engaged at the end. Yeah. I think that probably comes towards the end when, you know, that's usually the expectation of the, the, the viewers, but also the people coming on for you. Yeah. I think people expect to get engaged at the end. And I now I'm realizing there's, you know, there's so many rational people on this season that were like, wait, I actually don't know if I'm ready for an engagement, but I do see my myself with her outside of this. And it became this whole thing where Rachel was like, no, I want to be engaged. And Gabby was like, well, I came for an engagement. And some of these guys were realizing like, yeah, I'm totally ready. Like I'm ready with you to move on and I want to be ready to propose. But like they all started being really rational about it. Yeah. And it was interesting because I started thinking, what is like everybody knows the format of the show is to get engaged at the end. And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of viewers I saw online would be, you know, annoyed if they were like, come on, you know, the show, you have to get engaged at the end. And a lot were like, yeah, why do they have to get engaged at the end? And then a lot were like, well, do they have to? Yeah, just ask the question first. Why does someone get engaged? Because they see a forever. Okay. What if you're not completely sure in it yet, exactly. but you see a forever? Like, wouldn't you want that person to then experience a little bit more of that person? Like, get to know them a little better? Right. I'm. I don't. 
Yeah, I don't understand the mindset. Like, in order to prove your love, you have to get engaged. I, I truly do believe to this day, like, if you get engaged, I would like it to be the one and only time that I get engaged because it's the precursor to marriage. Yeah. And so, well, if that's I'm on my second, so <laughs> hey, <laughs> it happens. Uh, it does. The thing, it like, does. And even if I would do it, it's not saying it's the forever. Even if I didn't do it, it's not saying that right. it wouldn't happen twice thereafter, right? Right. So. There's no like rule behind it. I just knew for myself that I didn't have all the information that I needed yet to make a lifelong serious decision like that. Yeah. And, and I think that's totally fair. I think so. I thought it was very just realistic, really. So uh, if you're like me, a.k.a. the style icon, <laughs> your style is constantly evolving. And uh, hey, I would say it's time for your glasses to start keeping up. And that's why Pear Eyewear really is the perfect solution. I just got a bunch of different frames from Pear. They're so freaking cool. Okay, here's the deal. So you can virtually try on glasses from your computer when you go to their website, which is amazing. And they have plenty of lens options to choose from. Blue light, sunglasses, readers, light response, lenses, and more. And you can choose your base frames. Okay, so I got the Reese in black. And then you can choose different frames to place on top. They have literally hundreds of magnetic tops to choose from, making it super easy and pretty fun to switch up your look whenever you want. You just choose a new top, remove the old one, and snap the new design into place. It's as easy as that. Perno's vision is essential. And today, over 200 million children worldwide who need glasses can't get them. And beyond helping you craft a style that's yours, Pear wants to do some good. So for every pair that you buy, Pear provides glasses to a child in need. I love that. Get glasses as ever-changing as you are with Pear. Go to PearEyewear.com slash Vine for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at pair, P-A-I-R, eyewear.com slash fine. Okay, you know, I can't keep a secret. Depends what it is, but most of the time, no. Or a deal to myself, which is why I'm going to tell you the best place to find spring savings, Ross. Okay, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends because when you find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices, you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on these deals on your favorite tops. And it's spring. So, you know, Ross has savings on sundresses. And you can shop your spring style with brand names, sandals for less. And with these savings, you're going to want to get a handle on these handbags. Get outside this spring with savings on the outdoor tableware. And let's not forget about the guys, okay? There are plenty of great deals on men's shirts and more. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. People like that show to be like a fantasy world, you know, where yeah. it's we start as strangers. We fall in love. We have a little fight, some ups and downs, but we come over it and we meet families and we have sex and then we get engaged and then we get married and everything's great. And then we have babies Perfect. and we're all Sean and Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> if only it were that easy. Well, one thing that I still, uh, I guess, shock people with in conversation today is the actual amount of time that I had with Rachel was yeah. way less than I think people realize. How much time would you say you had with her? I think a total of like 36 hours. 36? I think, yeah, Including I think the I've, overnight. Like, I've done the math. Yeah, I think it's it's like 36, maybe upwards of like 40 hours altogether. Yeah. I, I never like to say things out loud too late now, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I talk about this stuff on my podcast all okay, the time. Good, you're, yeah. Like, you're probably not saying anything that people don't already know from me because um, I am too much of an open book. I get myself in trouble sometimes. But that is the thing. And, and yes, the it's dating on steroids or whatever you want to call it. Like, you are yeah. having more serious conversations. You are meeting each other's family. You are, like, just, like, in a pressure cooker of a relationship. But yeah. Yeah. even still you don't have that proper time to be like immersed in each other's lifestyles and see the good and bad days. And yeah, like God, I was, you know, I'm, I'm like a nightmare once a month. Um, but people didn't get to see that, you know, like I'm put on this pedestal of 
like I'm so great and there's nothing. But uh, lately, I feel like they're not really doing their leads (laughs) justice or a favor here. I would want to know, you know, now as the world is changing, people are coming out with the cancel culture and information that they will dig up on you and X is coming out and saying things. If they asked you today to be the next Bachelor, (laughs) what would you say? Wow. That's a hard hitting question. (laughs) Well, the people want it. You you know, at least I know now, I I admit that I was probably very uh, oblivious to the reality of the show before going on to it. I just assumed like, oh, this will all be like Sunshine and Rose. It's a great opportunity. Like, yeah, yeah, why not do it? It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, Terrifying looking back at it sometimes. But I understand that there are certain things that will come with being in that level of like fame and attention. Like you are the face of the biggest reality TV franchise that's out there. Right. Uh, there's millions of viewers and everybody has their own opinion. So I think I'm at a better headspace now based on all things I've done for myself over the last five and a half years. Yeah. I was already starting this like therapy journey before that. Yeah. But I really had to hit it like full on after the fact. There's just so much going on in my life mm-hmm. uh, post show. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't emotionally ready to handle it. Like I just, it's not that I was emotionally weak. I'm just a very emotional person. So yeah. it was just a lot to handle. So now that I'm in a better place uh, and stronger as a, a person, I think I talk about it. Yeah. Say I would or wouldn't, but I talk about it. I love it. I think uh, people would, well, I mean, if my off the vine page is any, <laughs> has any sign into what you, what you should or shouldn't do. They, everybody wants you for bachelor. And yeah. I think it would, I think a lot of people would, I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. And I, like you said, like working on yourself before going into something like that, like being in such a solid place for yourself is a huge help. Mm-hmm. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like the most rock bottom of my life before I went on that show. And I, oh, before. Yeah, yes. Before. Interesting. And, oh gosh, it's a, that's a whole other podcast. Um, but it was okay. just like one of the worst times of my life. And I had, it went through a really horrible breakup and, um, I had no job. I had no education. I had no money. I was living on my parents' yeah. couch. It was just uh, awful. And oh, wow. I started doing like really deep therapy and I did that for about a few years. And then I got cast to go on the show and I was like, I could not be in a better position to take on something like this. Now, little did I know it would take me down again. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but because me... of what you had done prior, you were that much stronger for it. Imagine you're going yes. out without doing all that work beforehand. I, I cannot imagine. I, yeah, yeah. I had, you know, as they say, the tools and um, yeah, understanding yeah. and uh, I was able to, you know, just jump back into therapy and yeah. get back to where I needed to be. But yeah, it was that that show. T- it took me out of the knees. I feel like it does for a lot of people. It's 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 emotional. I'll say that it's emotional. Yeah. Well, isn't it interesting? Like you went to therapy originally because of a relationship that had yeah. obviously not worked out. Right. We come off the show, and the majority of the stress and trauma that comes from that show is personal related. Like it, it's other people causing that emotional pain and whatever it may be. Yeah. Everything relates back to people. So. Mm-hmm. The moment life changed for me was when I started to realize that that saying of hurt people, hurt people has never rang more true. Mm -hmm. And it was that I wasn't a bad person. I wasn't doing wrong. I wasn't uh, hurting others. What I was doing was not fulfilling the needs that were unmet by a hurt person from the hurt that they received somewhere else in life. Oh, shit. So if that was the case, I could do nothing to help them. Yes. Other than being just a confident, strong person who I am and letting them know that they can't hurt me. They can try all they will. And there are certain things that they can certainly like talk about my personal life that I'm like, I'm not a perfect person by any means. So there's going to be things that will still like when I look at them, I was like, I wish they were better. I wish I could do better in this area or that area. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm my life, their life, their, their life. And like we may cross paths in some way, but I'm not going to take your life into mine and allow it to affect me. Yeah. Yeah. And so once I figured that out, like life changed completely. Totally. All that hate and all that. I was like, damn, I just feel bad that like you can't find a happier outlet. Like, right. I, I wish that there was a way that you could find the therapy and the help that I found or the support that I found to read the books that I've read that have helped me get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've still got a long ways to go, obviously. But these people like I, everyone just needs a little bit more love, a little bit more understanding. And when I got to that point, it changed. It changed big time for me. 
Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably like one of the biggest life lessons to learn. <laughs> so yeah. the fact that you figured that out. And I do think that would that they just need someone like who has done that self work and has the um, like self worth and the strength mentally and emotionally and is able to be emotional, you know, mm-hmm. you know like express feelings and be emotional, but also be logical and realistic and i feel like that would make for a great bachelor but well i think people forget just the scientific side of it all too like when you're on that show you're sleep deprived yeah at the time that i was on it people were drinking probably a lot more than they do now i don't know yeah you're stressed out you're eating at irregular times like all these hormonal changes that happen play a great role in your emotional output as well so yeah. when it comes down to these dates and like you haven't eaten in seven hours, you can be a little more emotional than if you had just eaten a great quality meal full of carbohydrates and proteins and like it's you're true. able to have the energy to understand. Right. It's so true. people forget about like the actual physical side of it in that. Too. Yeah. And being removed from your people that ground you, the, your yeah. friends, your family, like everything yeah. like that. It's it really does all take a toll. And then, I mean, think about that for, you know, some people it's two weeks, some people it's four weeks, some people it's eight weeks. Like it's, it just gets harder and harder and your emotions get more invested. And it's, it really is just a recipe for a lot of feelings. (laughs) It definitely is. And that's why it makes for great TV. And and exactly. And that's why we're Uh all still watching while I am. Anyways, (laughs) what about paradise? Would you ever do paradise? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Fine. The overall crowd seems young. Yeah, they are. They are very young. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Is there anyone from Bachelor Nation who you still are friends with? Oh, yeah, a bunch of people. Uh, talked to Dean just a couple of days ago. Nice. Love what he's doing out there right now. He's just, yeah. he's like traversing the entire world, seeing the coolest things. I know. And I don't he's think people really like right. respect his artistic ability, I guess, uh, as much Some as people like, do. Some people wow. do it, but other people should. Yeah, he is really, really talented. Very. Uh, but yeah, so talk to him, talk to Alex. Talked to Diggy. I went golfing with Diggy this summer. That was a lot oh, of fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, Diggy's a dad now, so we were talking about that. Is he? Uh, talking to Josiah. Josiah's a dad now, so just oh, really crazy dad. to see how much things have changed in five years for some of these guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, five Real years... Real is still one of my best friends. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I do feel like yeah. five years goes by so quickly, but a lot happens in five years. A lot. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Is there anyone in Bachelor Nation, if they became the bachelorette that you would ever consider going back on the show for i don't know anybody that's the thing oh well i just know like people i've met i've i've watched one or two episodes ever and that was it but you are single right now right yeah i'm single yeah okay imagine you weren't and then you went became the bachelor and then all that (laughs) dirt came out like there's stuff right now going on with eric his ex-girlfriend is coming out with all these text messages and We'll see on the finale, but I know it's going to happen there where there's a messy situation and all this stuff just happens. And it's like, if you go on the show, I feel like, especially now, you have to know that people are going to dig up dirt on you. So you either address that dirt before you go on the show or you deal with the repercussions of it coming out. Like, well, okay, here's a perfect example. I was just talking to a um, class goer, like a client. Yeah. And she was out one time in like our downtown area out to dinner. And some woman walked in and said, you know, I heard that you were dating Peter. And she's like, no, never dated Peter. Uh, but my friend supposedly had. So that night, this girl went on line or whatever and messaged OK Weekly or whatever it's called. Us, Us Weekly? Weekly. Yeah. Know, yeah. Us Weekly. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, basically messaged them and said, like, you know, I have this inside scoop about Peter. Which was not even true. And that's like the most simplest thing. It was just some random right. girl that happened to be a client at one point or something like that. But yeah. it just goes to show you can never cover all your bases. You can never control other people's thoughts and actions. And there's people who are going to see your level of fame increase or attention increase. And they want that or they need that or they feel like because you didn't pick them, they have to make sure that you can't be on the winning end pretty much. Right. Right. So no matter what, this is another thing I've had to do is release control of so many things in life. The moment I could realize that no matter what you do, people are going to still feel some kind of way about you or do certain things like that health. So yeah. this guy, who knows that like it could may actually be some girl that he has no association with anymore. That just felt like she needed to have her peace. Right. Yeah. It's That's true. It. It's true. I'm trying to always look at every side of so many things because I dated a guy before I went on the show. 
I was yeah. dating someone, and I don't think that's a bad thing because yeah. isn't that what a show is? It's yeah. dating. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so. Jason said something to me yesterday. He was like, "Yeah, but you know, you you can't be dating people before you go on the show." I was like, "What?" I was like, "But that's silly. You go on the show to date a bunch of people." Yeah. <laughs> like obviously, well, the whole point in relationship is discover. You're discovering if this person is a good friend, a good colleague, a good coworker, or well, same thing, but like uh, a good spouse, whatever it may it's be. True. So, in the process of going to that show, you needed to do some practice. And if that I... practice is actually dating others, it makes sense to me. Well, and when that show came in, and and I was dating this guy, obviously, I it made me realize, oh, I actually don't see this guy in my future because I yeah. wouldn't be able to go on this show if I saw that. So yeah. I had I to break okay. up with him. Yeah. yeah, I broke up yeah. with him and I went on the show. Now, that would have been in his hands to then go and be like, I was dating Caitlin before the show and yeah. send pictures and show our text messages. And that would have made me look like a complete asshole. Oh, but, my ex did that. Oh, did exactly. she? Yeah, heck yeah. I, Wait. She and I had I been dating at one point in time, broke up because it was very toxic. And yeah. it's just interesting how she needed to have her two cents. Yeah. And for a, a long time, I hated her for doing it. I yeah. was very angry. I yeah. messaged her the day that I saw it come out and was like, why would you do such a thing? Like, right. You could have just talked to me directly. And now looking back, I was like, that was her way of dealing with it. And she didn't yeah. know any other better way at the time. And while it sucked and I still deal with the repercussions now, it's like, I, I, I can't do anything about it now. It's in the past. Forgive her for it and hope that she's happy now. Yeah, that's all you can do. That's the same thing I'm thinking about. Um, Eric, whose girlfriend is in our ex-girlfriend is coming out saying all these things. I'm like, who am I to tell this woman that she can't have her side of the story or that she can't express her feelings and how she's feeling? And everyone's like, well, why now? And it's like, well, maybe this is like her way of healing. And maybe she wanted her side of the story out. And sometimes that is healing. But I don't think it's bad that he was dating a girl before he went on the show because you don't know what that show is going to do to you. You could go on and totally. be like, I actually don't have any feelings for this person. Yeah. I'm glad I like set that up for success when I get home because this is what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. But when you get there and if you completely have this, you know, instant chemistry and there's these palpable feelings and there's the, and you're like, wow, I actually am going to, and you fall in love with this person. Then yeah, you you went to the show for the right reason then because yeah. you wanted an opportunity and you thought falling in love would be a bonus and you left that person behind and that clearly wasn't your person. And that, mm-hmm. you know, I just I try and see all sides to every story, but yeah. It's it's, it's a lot. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard where people will go on a date with their then spouse and it's a double date with another yep. pairing and the opposite people connect in that date and next thing you know they end up dating yeah and while it's not like the most ideal way to fall in love can you fault someone for finding love and being happy like what is wrong about being happy in your own way yeah finding happiness your own way and i do believe like you shouldn't hurt anybody intentionally at any point in life that's that's the one key is like if you make mistakes hopefully we can forgive people for doing that yeah so long as those people are not intentionally doing and even if they did it intentionally trying to understand that they themselves are coping with something that they haven't yet figured out the like rhyme or reason for yet. Yeah. So I think not a lot of empathetic people on the internet. (laughs) And for this girlfriend to come out and do that publicly, I don't think is appropriate, but like you're saying, go to him, like go have that conversation with him, not reality, Steve. (laughs) And then if, right. And if you have that conversation and it doesn't go as planned or he denies all, then you're probably pissed. And I can see coming out and doing something, but, Totally. Totally. I think that communication does not happen in many areas of our life as much as it probably should. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's that's therapy 101 right there. Yeah, Yeah. so true. This episode of Off the Vine is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Now, let's face it. Sometimes multitasking can be overwhelming, like when your favorite podcast is playing, the person next to you is yip yapping, your car fans blasting all while you're just trying to find the perfect parking spot. Okay, but then again, sometimes multitasking is easy, like quoting with progressive insurance. They do the hard work of comparing rates so you can find a great rate that works for you, even if it's not with them. Give their nifty comparison tool a try and you might just find that getting the rate and coverage that you deserve is easy. 
All you need to do is visit Progressive's website to get a quote with all the coverages you want, like comprehensive and collision coverage or personal injury protection. Then you'll see Progressive's direct rate and their tool will provide options from other companies all lined up and ready to compare. So it's simple to choose the rate and coverages that you like. So press play on comparing auto rates. Quote at Progressive.com to join the over 27 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations, and prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, guys. I'm Teresa Judice, and you know me from the Real Housewives in New Jersey. And now you'll know me from my new podcast, Namaste Bitches, with my co-host, Melissa Feaster. What's up, you guys? I'm Melissa Feaster, and Teresa and I are talking about everything. Love, life, relationships, yes, sex, food, and family. We are getting into it all. It's a real look at my life when the cameras aren't rolling. But don't worry, we'll be talking about all that TV stuff too. So follow, rate, and review Namaste Bitches now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, you know, I can't keep a secret. Depends what it is, but most of the time, no. Or a deal to myself, which is why I'm going to tell you the best place to find spring savings, Ross. Okay, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends because when you find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices, you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on these deals on your favorite tops and it's spring. So, you know, Ross has savings on sundresses and you can shop your spring style with brand names, sandals for less. And with these savings, you're going to want to get a handle on these handbags. Get outside this spring with savings on the outdoor tableware. And let's not forget about the guys, okay? There are plenty of great deals on men's shirts and more. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. I have deal breaker questions for you. Like, mm, would you God. date a girl that was a fan of yours from the show? Uh, unknowingly, I actually have. Oh, and so okay. it's, yeah. Um, as long as they're not I weird about it. Yeah, yeah, right. What about after you started dating, you find out like this happened, but she slid into your DMs back in 2017 when you were on the show. I don't know. She's a good person. She's cute. She's into fitness. <laughs> I guess we all I guess find all our love in different things, ways. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Okay. What if she's always late when meeting up with you? Oh, I don't care. I'm always late too. Oh, okay. Great. I'm a busy human being. It's like I am always pushing too much into my schedule and then apologizing Same. all the time. So. Same. Okay. What if she doesn't like dogs? Oh, my Daisy, I guess. I'm kidding. I, ah! be. <laughs> I was like, no, no. She just looked right at me like, what? I heard you. (laughs) Uh, No, that would be a deal breaker for sure. What if she's a Chicago Bears fan? Uh, Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It would add a level of excitement to our relationship. Uh, There'd be a lot of shit talking, which would be a lot of fun. See, I think so too. It's just about, I think at the end of the day, I always have to remind Jason this, like it is a game. Football is a game. I get the passion. I'm like that with hockey, but like it can't ruin relationships. (laughs) Or your day. I can't believe how many people just hate the rest of the day or the week or whatever it is because their team lost. I'm like, all right, cool. That was like entertainment for two hours. On to the next thing. I told Jason he has two hours. Whenever he's that upset, I'm like, you have two hours to be upset. And then <laughs> then we got to move on. Then we got to move on. Before I let you go, we just have a couple questions from the Vinos, which I call, that's what I call my listeners. There are so many, but people were just excited to hear from you. I feel like we answered a lot of these questions already because a lot were, would you be the bachelor? But um, somebody wanted to know, did you date Vanessa after her and Nick broke up? Vanessa from the show? No. Oh, you didn't? Oh. No. That was a rumor? Yeah. It's oh. like any rumor out there, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> well, some rumors are true. No, I, I was in Seattle one time and hung out with her and, uh, oh God, Taylor. Oh, yeah. Taylor, out there. Taylor, yeah. yeah. It was fun. We did a paint night. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, has he ever dated anyone else from Bachelor Nation since leaving the show? Uh, Bibiana and I went on a few dates. I didn't. Oh go so yeah, well. I remember seeing yeah. that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't end so well. Oh shoot! Yeah. What it just not meant to be. I found her very attractive. We had a good time yeah. together, and uh, just had a different idea of certain things in life. And so, it, yeah. Oh, well, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Have you talked to Rachel since the show? Yeah, actually, a couple times. Oh, that's nice. All through Instagram. Yeah. But like, there was a there's time during when the Black Lives Matter. We're just doing like a walk through downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And. I just asked her a couple questions. I was like, I, this is out of my know-how based on some of the questions that people are asking me. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you help me? Can we have a conversation about it? So she and I just talked about it back and forth for a little bit. And oh, she was very cool. sweet and very kind about it. And we had yeah. a good conversation. That's awesome. Oh, that's that nice. That. Yeah. I love hearing that. Okay. <laughs> Someone said, what happened between him and Rachel for real? Because this person believes that what we saw on TV wasn't for real. Uh, so I've never watched the season in its entirety. Uh, really? Yeah, I've watched like bits and pieces of it here and there. I assume most of what was shown was reality. I think there was conversations that probably happened off camera or on camera just weren't fully shown. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, we really did reach an impasse of what we wanted at that point in time. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, she really did just want Brian. Like I, I'll never forget. We were in Dallas. And it was Eric, Brian, and I still left. Yeah. And I was pissed. Like, the three of us were forced to have conversations. Yeah. In the hotel room, whatever it's called, um, while, like, getting ready to get engaged for the next few days, pretty much. And I had a conversation with Eric. And as I walked out the door, there's Brian and Rachel making out up against the wall wow. in the hallway as I opened the door. I was like, wow, this is the girl I'm supposed to get engaged to. And, yeah. you know. 36 hours, whatever it is at this point a week. That's, that's such a mind. Like nowhere yeah. in reality would that be normal? Or no, never. Like easy to get past. Yeah, no. Like it, it was, she was doing the right thing at the moment. She 100% was fulfilling her needs in yeah. being the bachelorette and finding mm-hmm. love for herself. Yep. And as contestant on the show, your love is in a way almost secondary to that person finding theirs. So it's like, she was doing what she needed to do. And when I came out and saw that, it just completely changed my mindset. I was like, yeah. what the, this is weird. I yeah. was struggling even more. I was already struggling a ton at that point. But to see that, this is like, ugh, this yeah. is gut-wrenching. It is gut. It's, 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 I would say more than gut-wrenching. Like it's, it's one of those moments in your life that like shatters your hopes and dreams. And that like okay. probably is part of trauma in your life. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. so many things from the show that are still probably left to be unpacked, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's little things like that all the time. There was another time where she and I had a hot tub like opportunity where we just yeah. like were chatting in the hot tub, made out in the hot tub. Yeah. And then I didn't get the date rose, which at the time was like that doesn't make any sense because I didn't understand the premise of the show. I didn't realize right. that like you have to give it out to certain people based right. on the show itself. And so that hurt. I was like, wait. I don't understand. Like we just had this awesome, very like unique moment compared to the rest of the contestants. Why is that not being like rewarded, if you will? Right. So that as just like a oblivious person created a little bit of a mind. But then the very next day she went on a date with Eric and or maybe was, I think it was Eric mm-hmm. and did another hot tub date. And was back in the hot tub and all the guys like, what the f-? so like little things like that that are a part of the show that in reality would make you question the relationship a million times and probably even leave the relationship because that in normal life would not be okay. Really screws with your head when you're trying to be like, oh yeah, I can get engaged to this person. Well, what if that's how they are in real life? It's I know. okay. The here foundation, on the show, but... that's the foundation that you're starting on, which makes there's zero oh, trust. Yeah. If you take it back to like the most simplistic level of the first people you know in life are your parents or yeah. just your like parental figures yeah. and you develop a level of trust in your like ultimate protections versus like your safety, your health and your happiness. Yeah. If any one of those is taken from you, your foundation is, you know, like rocky or even ruptured. And so if you can't build a relationship in your adult life with those three basic things, it's never going to work. Yeah. And that was questioned constantly on that show. Mm-hmm. And so now, as especially an emotional person, I think I am. It's like it added that much more difficulty and challenge to like 
okay, this will work in the future. This makes sense. I should do this, which is the engagement. Right. So then fast forward to hypothetically speaking, you are the bachelor and there's three people left and you have feelings for all of them and you are kissing all of them and you are falling for all of them. Maybe even three, maybe two. How would you make sure that you had that solid foundation once you did possibly get engaged to the one when you can understand all those feelings that the other person's having? I mean, the conversations have to happen with that person for sure. Yeah. I I think that's where like the overnights are important. Like she and I talked all night long Mm -hmm. uh, about anything and everything. And I think that's truly important because you're removed from the rest of the group. You're removed from even just the thought of the camera there. You can be much more vulnerable when there's no one listening. Do you think it's important to set the boundary um, if you're going to sleep with other people? Do you think that should be known or do you think that's something private that that is only for you to know? I think everybody just needs to live life in the moment. Like yeah. if if the moment comes up and you're feeling a certain way about somebody and you're like, I'm going to sleep with this person, it just makes sense. And you didn't have the conversation with the other people in advance. I don't think you should be faulted for that. Um, if you can have that conversation because you're planning to do it, that's a different story. But also if you're planning to have sex with someone, are the intentions beneficial, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it? So I think just if you end up sleeping with all three of them, it must have felt right in the moment. And I hope that you can have conversations with all three of them and be honest with all three of them, or two of them, or the one person, whatever it is. Yeah. And what last question, this is again from Avina. What is the biggest misconception about him? It has bothered me is that so many people say, you know, he's just a pretty face or he's just a hot mm. guy. Yeah. I'll never forget. This is a interesting point in my life. I was like 13 or 14 years old. I was in middle school and I remember laying in bed, crying myself to sleep because I didn't feel like I was attractive or intelligent. Oh. And I was praying to God in that moment saying, if I can be anything, let me be one of the two. And I worked so hard for so many years to get really good at certain things, be it art, or dance or it was my education but in a different route like i was never good at school but i learned about things that i was passionate about which became nutrition and fitness and so i've like thrown myself into being as intelligent of a person as i can possibly become based on my skill sets like what i'm good at i'm not good at memorization but i'm good at learning from a lot of people a lot of good conversations i have a lot of great conversations in my life and i try to ask a lot of questions i ask as many questions as i possibly can and so they constantly see people saying like, oh, he's just like my ex actually said this one time, uh, like he's just a pretty face. No one actually hires him because he's good at what he does. Oh, and that gosh. really hit me. I was like, you know what? No, I'm actually really good at what I do. Yeah. And I'm actually a very smart person and I pride myself in my intelligence. And there's a lot of things that I still have yet to learn, but I know I'm not dumb. Yeah. And am I an attractive guy? Sure. Some people can think that, you know, I I like the way I look, I guess. Uh, But I don't think it is my only skill set, if you will. No, it's the least interesting thing about you. Thank you. Yeah. The Dosekis guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that is a good. I got that a lot in school or outside of school because I went into like a restaurant business and I kept doing all the jobs that like only good looking girls would do. Like I auditioned for like beer commercials and I was a bartender and I was a beer cart girl at a golf course. And then... I almost convinced myself I wasn't smart enough to do things. And then I've done the same. Yeah. yeah. And then you start getting to know yourself and having different conversations in your own head with yourself and therapy, of course. And then you're like, wait, I'm awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it's starting to realize like, okay, the perceived type of intelligence that you need to be to be socially accepted as like an intelligent person doesn't have to be fact. So like, You can be smart. Like there's street smarts, there's intellectual capabilities, and there's intelligence. And I think they're all very different. Like I consider myself more to be a smart person. Like I just have experienced a lot in life and can take yeah. things from those. Yeah. Like I was not great at school. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like we can Same. all be smart or intelligent in our own different ways. And I yeah. think that really helped. Nobody knows what pie needs to equal to get through life. <laughs> uh, it does help on pie day though, because I always got whooped on that i was like seven digits deep like yeah i forget i got nothing 3.142 i don't know jason tries to teach me math sometimes and i go i don't care (laughs) (laughs) i just don't care but okay so for people who 
go visit. Can they come just do a drop in at your gym or what does your gym setup look like? Because oh, yeah. we're going to come there again for a Green Bay Packers game. So I want to come. Well, I'll say it. there's potentially one being opened up in that general area very soon in the next year or two. Exciting. Uh, but I've got three here in Madison and they're a combination of 24 hour access and classes. Amazing. So two of them have just the classes. The third one has the class space there, but I'm not ready to like invest in that level of things because that's the hardest thing to promote and build. Yeah, totally. 24 hour access is available to anybody. If someone wants to come and just work out, they're more than welcome to for free. Um, if they want to take a class, their first two are free. So Amazing. I just try to get people in there and be in a good, helpful, like healthy community space and let people have fun. That sounds like a gym I would want to be part of. There's a lot of gyms that do it the wrong way where they're like bougie and clicky and they all like do weird stuff where I'm there's this gym called True Mav in Nashville where I'm like, I just feel good when I walk in those doors and everyone's high fiving yeah. and everyone's just good energy and everyone wants to support each other. And I just yeah. love it. I think one thing I still have to do better at is getting my voice and message out there to the people that come into the gym. Like I know what I believe in and how I yeah. feel. I don't know if everybody else sees that or understands that. So oh, as should. I build my business, I'm trying to get my brand into the name itself, if you will, yeah. like me as a person, because everybody's like, Peter, you need to be teaching all the classes or you need to be there all the time showing face. Like, no, that's not how business works. Like I'm that's only true. one body and there's yeah. already three gyms. What happens when there's 10 or 20? Exactly. So I just need to make sure that my stamp is on the gym a little bit better, I think. But well, there's a big stigma I've already heard where people are very intimidated of the space. And really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I got to work on changing that. Well, how do you change that? Because I feel you should put more like fun videos out of what right. happens in your classes. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, people are always intimidated by a gym, see. though. Absolutely. And especially uh, like a class that's based around strength training. A lot of people yeah. are intimidated by weights and strength training. That's why mm -hmm. like I think spinning is great because people can just show up and get on the bike and go whatever speed or pace or tension they want. No one knows. Versus... Right. If you're lifting a 10-pound weight next to someone else's 25-pound weight, you feel less than. But in reality, you're just doing your version of it. So, yeah. I, yeah. I lift weights and I am actually, I've gotten very, very strong over the last few years. And I still like could never lift the same weight as somebody else next to me because yeah. I'm just different. I'm built different. I am yeah. like, I, and I think that's okay. But yeah, there's Goals are different, whatever it may be. Goals are different. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. Well, good luck with everything. Thank you. Yeah. If anybody's listening and they're intimidated by weights, I was too. But you just got to do it once and then you feel like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> you really do feel like a badass. Like it, it's amazing how you'll feel after the fact. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. Um, I wore Bill's shirt, but but go pack, which I realized because Jason kept saying go packs. And I was like, no, 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 no. Go pack. Go. They're actually playing in Buffalo this year. Are they really? Uh-huh. When? Game. I want to say like November. Ooh, let's yeah, go. Let's all go. I would be so down for that. Okay. Well, he's because he's a huge Bills fan, right? Huge. Yeah. Yes. Does huge. he and Bennett talk all the time about it? Yes. All the freaking time. It's it, even when I was hosting those two seasons, like Bennett was like talking to me about the Bills. I was like, Bennett, I'm not Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. I, I do care about the Bills, but not as much as they do. Yeah, fair. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, um, of course. I feel like it was so nice because I feel like people really don't hear enough from you. And it's nice to hear um, just what you have to say. And you're very emotionally intelligent and just a smart guy. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that. You are as well. Yeah, I know. It was a great conversation. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm Caitlin Bristow. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Off the Vine. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll see you next Tuesday. All this month, celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month with Pluto TV. Watch movies with the biggest stars like Eugenio Derbez in No Eres Tu, Soy Yo, and Luis Gerardo Mendez in Camino a Marte. Plus, Pluto TV has thousands more movies and TV shows and over 45 channels in Spanish, all for free. So download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming today. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Okay, you know, I can't keep a secret. 
depends what it is, but most of the time, no. Or a deal to myself, which is why I'm going to tell you the best place to find spring savings, Ross. Okay, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends because when you find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices, you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on these deals on your favorite tops. And it's spring. So, you know, Ross has savings on sundresses. And you can shop your spring style with brand names, sandals for less. And with these savings, you're going to want to get a handle on these handbags. Get outside this spring with savings on the outdoor tableware. And let's not forget about the guys, okay? There are plenty of great deals on men's shirts and more. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.